you know, etiquette is all about respecting the other person and with respect comes trust. And whether you disagree with them, back to the politics or religion Mm -hmm. even, or whether you, you, anything that you do, there has to be a factor of trust involved Mm -hmm. for someone to, to want to engage and believe in you and grow that relationship. This week, our favorite etiquette expert is back. Diane Gotsman is here to talk, of course, about etiquette, but more importantly, about her new book, Modern Etiquette for a Better Life. Stay tuned. Okay, here's the deal. I love wine. I know a little bit about wine, but I'm not an expert. But you know who is? our wine club partner, Touring and Tasting. We have been working together for five years now, and I can honestly say that they have delivered to my door some of the best wines I have ever had. We started working with them so that we could deliver to you an ongoing reminder, a treat, to slow down with your spouse and enjoy each other's company and to reconnect. To help facilitate, with each shipment, we provide simple date night ideas, and Touring and Tasting shares background information on the wineries and includes recipes that will pair well with your wines. I should note that many of these wines are typically only available if you actually visit the winery or become a member of that wine club. The customer service from Touring and Tasting is ridiculous. I have a friend who joined and then called me to rave about how enjoyable their customer service experience was. That's unheard of, right? So here's the deal. There are no membership fees. Shipping is free. You can cancel at any time And these unique award-winning wines come with 100% satisfaction guaranteed, which means they guarantee the wine is delicious or they will replace it free upon request. If you decide the wine you just had was amazing and you want to reorder, you can save up to 70% off of retail. Now here's the closer. If you sign up today, you will receive your first shipment for half price. You can join right now and get your first shipment for a flat fee of $49 plus tax. This is before the half price offer. So your pre-taxed first shipment is less than $25 for two amazing bottles of wine. This is a limited time offer, so don't wait. Go to hitchedmag.com and click the wine club link to join today. Gift options are also available. Ahem, wedding season around the corner. And again, visit hitchedmag.com and click the Wine Club link to join in celebrating your marriage. Cheers. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of hitchedmag.com. And we have a special podcast today because returning from retirement, no, I'm just kidding, returning to the podcast for the first time in a long time is our favorite etiquette expert in the world, Diane Gotsman. Hi, Diane. Hi, Steve. Hey, I don't like that word retirement. (laughs) I know. I said it and I was like, oh, that's definitely not her because you are like in your prime. (laughs) 
but it's been it's been too long. So I'm really excited to be here with you. Uh, so for those who are new listeners to the podcast, uh, I should give you a little background. And, and Diane, it's been a while, so you can correct me if I get anything wrong here. So Diane is a national etiquette expert, uh, a sought-out industry leader, an accomplished speaker, a television personality, the author of the protocol... Uh, the author and owner of the Protocol School of Business, a company specializing in executive leadership and business etiquette training. Uh, Diane has a book out called, uh, is it Pearls of Wisdom? Is that correct, Diane? It's called Pearls of Polish. Pearls that of was Polish. my first book. And now I'm excited because this new book is coming out called Modern Etiquette for a Better Life. Yes. And so that is what we are going to talk about today, uh, Diane's new book. Um, and by the way, I want to also add that Diane, you know, isn't just uh, have like Southern hospitality and Southern manners. You know, I'm a West Coast boy who's uh, grew up kind of like laid back. And so Diane has taught me a lot over the years. Uh, but Diane has also a master's degree in sociology with an emphasis in adult behavior. So uh, not only is it culture that she has grown up with these good manners, uh, but she has the pedigree to go with it. So thank you. Wow. so Thank, thank you so you. much, Diane. You know, and I think that is so important. And we have talked about this throughout the years in regard to manners. And, and you know, I, I come from Texas. So the stereotype is it's that Southern charm. Yeah. And I always say I don't teach Texas etiquette. You know, it's it's about how we navigate our, our world, our life, you know, with everyone and anyone we come into contact with. So this is universal. This is something that throughout the throughout the United States, these are tried and true skills that make us more relatable to to other people. Even when you and I, you know, shared a cinnamon bun, you know, a couple years ago when I came to visit. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh, and I had to say that I felt very comfortable. And I think that's an important thing to know, because I think a lot of people think like, oh, proper etiquette uh, makes it makes the environment stuffy, but it really doesn't. It makes things more comfortable, I find. That's exactly what etiquette is about. And that's what this book is about. It, it just reaffirms the fact that people do business with people they like, people marry, people they, they trust, you know, people want to befriend those that they have something in common with. And, and even if you meet someone that, that isn't the perfect fit, you, you, it doesn't matter, you know, you, under the right circumstances, I'm not saying you should be nice to everyone, you know, not everyone deserves your courtesy. You know, sometimes there's some really terrible things going on. But mm -hmm. overall, you know, when you come into contact with someone, you always want to give them the same courtesy as you would the next person. The way that you treat a, a CEO and the way that you treat the person who is watering your plants, you know, a plant company or someone who's cleaning your, you know, your restrooms at the office should be the same. You know, mm -hmm. we should not change based on who we're talking to. It is, I just have to say, like, it is so nice and refreshing to talk just basic civility. Like, I love this. This is so nice. <laughs> um, so I want to talk about your book a little bit. So the book, again, is uh, titled Modern Etiquette for a Better Life, Master All Social and Business Exchanges. Uh, I should put it out there right off the top that you can get this book at Diane's website, diannegotsman.com, uh, also protocolschooloftexas.com. Uh, we will have it listed on our website, hitchmag.com, as well as all the major book retailers such as Amazon and Barnes & Noble and all the other places. Yes, right? 
you know, I will have the link on my website. It's probably easier to go straight to, to Amazon or Barnes and Noble. You know, it, it, they'll just direct them back to Amazon. But thank you. And thank you for promoting it. And I, you know, I really do believe in in everything that's in this this little book. It's a small little book with it's chock full of a lot of uh, lots of information because you and I were talking before the podcast. And, you know, we were saying, what is what is this? What is this book about? And it's even executives have social lives and even people who may not work outside of the home have to make executive decisions. So it's mm-hmm. it's basic common sense um, with added value because so, it it doesn't matter how, how you were groomed when you grew up. I don't care if you took cotillion class or if your grandmother taught you or, you know, what we learn at 12 is something very different than what we need to know when we're adults. Yeah. We, we grow up with our training. And I, I, I also feel uh, that things have changed. Uh, you know, the social, the way that we socially interact with people is have changed. When I was 12, I wasn't FaceTiming with people or tweeting at the dinner table. Right. So there, there are things. And, but before we get into that, I want to ask you first and foremost, why did you want to write this book? Uh, you know, there's a lot of etiquette books out there. You've written another book, you have your, your website that has a lot of information. So why, why write this book? You know, it's really interesting how life happens. And I, I am a firm believer in doing due diligence, hard work, and uh, you know, oftentimes we don't even know what's ahead of us, in, ahead for us. So, I believe in abundance. I believe that we put things out there, um, and and whatever comes to us, we can make the decision to take it or not. And this is one of those opportunities that I wasn't really even thinking about writing a second book. I was really happy with what I have, and very very busy corporately. You know, I do yeah. a lot of travel and a lot of speaking and, and a lot of media. And I got a I got an email. From from the publisher, and they asked me if I would be interested in writing a book, and you know that doesn't happen often. Um, so they contacted me, and it's Page Street Publishing. It's a division of Macmillan, and I answered the answered the call basically, and we talked for a little bit, and it was a perfect fit. And within a few months, you know, we had determined that it was a fit, and we were moving forward. And that's how this book came to pass. And I really believe back to the whole theme of etiquette and building relationships and network, you know, mm-hmm. authentically networking. Yeah. I think that when you are doing the right thing, when you are really putting your best foot forward authentically and not just for a get, not just, you know, because you want something. I do think that windows of opportunity will come to you at the right time. And and we get to choose, you know, if it's something that's a fit for us or not. And this was just one of those things. I blog religiously, as you know, and I, you know, I speak often and it was just a win-win. You know, they found me and I, and I said yes, and it was just great timing. Okay. And then, so then who is this, you you kind of already answered this question, but I'm going to ask it more directly. So who is this book for? The, if this book is for anyone who wants to pick it up, basically, and I'm not trying to be trite, but but by that, what I mean is at any walk in life, any place you are at in your life, in your journey, you're going to find something for you. You're going to find something that's going to speak to you and probably the entire book because we all eat. So dining skills is in there. We all network, whether we do it professionally or whether we are moms on a playground, you know, uh, interacting while our kids are playing. Every single topic 
has something that you can relate to. So I think just by doing a brief, you know, view of the table of contents, and I'm just taking a, a you know, a, a look right now, you know, dinner party faux pas, um, how to RSVP, writing thank you notes, dress codes, smart tips for daily savings, you know, whether yeah. we're an executive or whether we're, you know, an executive at home and equally important, you know, all of these tips apply. And, you know, Steve, interesting, my very last chapter of this book was from a reader and it spoke to me and when I say chapters these are one pages you know you know I write in topics and it's bullets and so it's very quick and slick and and to the point and I got a I got an email from someone who reads my blog and she was talking about and this applies to to what we talk about it hitched Uh, she was talking about um, a relationship she had a personal relationship with her boyfriend not not someone she was married to but it was a, a mate and it was all about settling, and um, she was settling. I, you know, that's my, that's the way I looked at it. So it was the closing of my book, and it was probably one of the most powerful messages because we should not settle. You know, we we need to really make some hard decisions about what life should look like. So it's that. You know, it's everything. Yeah, and you you brought up your writing and your writing style, and one thing that I want to add, uh, having known you for a long time now. You, I, I love your writing style because it is so direct, so clean, so clear, um, and it's so actionable. Like the thing that I love most about what you write and how you write is the fact I read it and I feel like I can walk out the door and immediately implement what I have just consumed. And I don't have to like think about it and like ponder the, you know what I mean? Like it's just very straightforward. Right. Well, thank you for saying so. And, and that's exactly, that's how my brain works. And that's how I understand. So that's how I write. I write like I speak, in mm-hmm. other words. So so I do believe that it should be to the point and really clear um, and, and very relatable. Because again, etiquette skills, true etiquette is not about making someone else feel uncomfortable. It's about putting others at ease. So when you meet anyone, when you meet someone that is looking up in the sky with their nose up in the air and talking down to you, that's a sign that they're insecure. They're not Mm. comfortable with themselves. And that is not what true etiquette is all about. That actually brings me to my next question I have for you, which is, uh, what is the number one misnomer about etiquette? Oh, yeah, that people who teach etiquette are stuffy or, yeah. or people who um, who use their best manners are, um, oh, well, you know, I'm trying to think of a word that sounds that sounds not so harsh, but you know that that they're inauthentic. Yeah, I think that it's really important to understand that when true, true uh, hearts are talking about manners and protocol and and etiquette, the word etiquette, it's all about making someone else comfortable to be around them in a, in a genuine way, not because there's yet, not because they want something from them. And it goes back to, we treat everybody with the same kind of respect that we would, we would expect for ourselves. Yeah. It, um, it, yeah, it's not, you're not trying to manipulate the situation. Uh, you know, it's interesting one of the things that has stuck with me, and this is from something I read of yours or a conversation that we had a long time ago, and I repeat this to people, uh, which is you told me that etiquette isn't about you. It's about the other person and the other person's feelings and taking those feelings into consideration in the environment that you're in. 
And that really resonated with me because a lot of people think that it's about you and what you're doing, but really it's about the other person. And that's why we have that. I agree. That's exactly what I say over and over again. It's not about you. It's the way you treat other people. And oftentimes we do something or we make a mistake. Let's say we make a dining error at the dinner table. And it's important. Dining skills are important because when we're unsure, we have this kind of silly, you know, deer in the headlight look. So we should know about dining. But if something happens at the table, if we recover and we continue to make them comfortable and keep engaging, they're not going to remember. It's it's they don't care as much about you as they care about their themselves, and and not in a selfish way, but they want to know that you're really listening to them and you hear them. So that's why it's important. Interaction is so important on all levels because if you're looking at your cell phone, if you're scrolling through your Facebook, when you're sitting in front of another person, what you're letting them know is you're distracted. You're not interested. You know, we all have filters and our filters kick into gear when we notice something about another person. Even if we, even if we can't put our finger on it, this is the bottom line. You know, we all know someone that we first meet, we think, oh my gosh, they are so beautiful or they are so handsome or they are so smart. And once we get to know them, Mm, not so much, right? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's like, uh, yet we met other people that are just what, what would be defined as average, but they become superstars once we get to know them. And that's all in the details. It's it's what we really what we really see, who they really are. Because once we start looking at them, you know, from a different lens and we get to know them, that's when we really decide whether we like them, whether we want to become friends with them. And you do business with them, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the things that I feel like has changed over the years, well, I know it's changed over the years, is that business has become more fluid in going from the office to the home. Um, and one of the, you know, we've been talking about how you need to treat everybody the same uh, or at least with equal respect. What's one of the biggest things that you have noticed about this fluidity of the work life balance that people have to juggle these days? You know, I kind of chuckle a little bit because one of the questions I'm asked often is, how do you balance it all? And you just don't. Mm -hmm. I mean, the reality is balance is very difficult to achieve, but I think that it's managing your time. And another another theory was that you should not get really close to the people at your company, you know, because you don't want to mix business and pleasure. But the reality is talking about fluidity, we, we need to build teams that we trust. So how you, how you manage it, how you balance it is, you know, it's, it's all about keeping it all in perspective. We want to be the same person in the office as we are outside within reason, you know, we can let our hair down a little bit, but, If someone says, let's all get together for happy hour, for example, you may not even drink. That might not even be your thing. But getting together after hours for a little while in in an environment that lets them see you in a different way is really beneficial because they get to know you and know you on a different level. Now, of course, we know that you can step over the bounds and, and make a fool of yourself. <laughs> and then, you know, that's by drinking too much, by doing things you shouldn't be doing. By, uh, but, but when you are acting, you know, with integrity, um, there's nothing wrong with, you know, going with a big group of people to 
to, to build that relationship occasionally. Now, mm-hmm. if you're staying out every night, all night, you know, that doesn't, that doesn't give you a free pass. Yeah. I'm just saying that we really need to just look at our lives and look at our, the way that we spend our time and, and, and try and keep a perspective on what is building good relationships and what's hurting ourselves and our family and our, our team at the office. Yeah. And I, when I think etiquette, just me personally, I think, um, it also goes to the character of the person who's executing the, the etiquette. And I would hope that people who know me professionally, uh, and people who know me, uh, privately, can like look at me and look at my character as the same. Like they don't see a distinguishing anything distinguishing between the two versions of me. Cause it is all me all the time. And so, yeah, I love that. I love all me all the time. I, that I love that. I think I'm going to take that from you if that's okay. <laughs> it's yours. It's yours. Put it. <laughs> so I love that because I think what's really important and what is really significant in this conversation and the conversations I have out in the world is this. All me all the time means that for me, that it also means that there are going to be times that I'm not perfect. There are going to be times that I make a mistake. We all are going to make a mistake. And being able to own that mistake and say, gosh, I read that wrong or I overreacted or I, whatever it is, I think part of that is is owning the fact that we're, we're human and we're, we're, we, we are allowed to fall down as long as we get back up and look back up and, and fix it. Yeah. I think part of it too is it's less effort. You're not trying, you're not ex- expending your energy trying to be somebody you're not. You're, you're being you and that is the default. So when somebody else uh, sees you make a mistake, for example, they have gotten to know the real you the whole time. And so they can say like, oh, that's their default. This was clearly a mistake. It's no big deal. But if you're constantly working to put up some sort of facade then it becomes much more difficult to recover because you have to work twice as hard to because you're pretending at that point. So I agree. It should be easy. Yeah. You know, most most of this should be should be easy. And that that's what etiquette does. It makes it easy for you to be you. All you all the time. Yeah. I'm gonna you. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> um I, I, you know, one of the other things I want to mention about this uh is you mentioned about how um being you in the workplace and, and working with people that you like and stuff. And it's one of the benefits I feel like I have in my career at this stage is I am able to pick and choose what I do with whom I want to do it with. And so, you know, yes, sometimes I will do business with people who I later find out were not a good match, but I really do get to pick and choose to only work with people who I enjoy working with, which is, it, it made my life so much happier because now I don't have to like grit my teeth and put up with things. And so I, I now do business only with people who I want to do business with. And I only talk to people like you who I enjoy speaking with. Oh, I, and what that, that's such a free feeling, isn't it? To, to be able to say, you know, I really love and enjoy what I do. It really now, is. I know that people are going to be listening and thinking to themselves, well, that sounds great for you. Exactly. For, you or I, and, sure. and so, but what about me who hates my job and who doesn't like this? And you, well, I, I think that we often have to think about our, we, it, we're not just sitting 
here and staying still. You can dislike what you're doing right now or or you might be around colleagues, let's say, that are less than valuable to you. Mm-hmm. But if you have goals and if you conduct yourself, you know, we it's our mindset and it's how we think about life. And if we say, I'm here temporarily, I am working towards a bigger goal and I want to be in a place where I can pick and choose, you're going to get there. So where you are today is not, if, if you're listening and where you are today is not where you want to be and not where you're happy, you have the option to change it. And you first change change it by thinking it, by really, really making a conscious effort to decide where you want to go and what what you want to do yeah. and then work towards it. I'm really glad you brought that up. Sometimes I need to be like knocked down from my, <laughs> from my like unicorn hill that I live on. Um, okay. So I, I know your time is precious. So I have just a couple f- final things I wanted to get to. And this one might be the big one. And I'm sure you have been asked uh, a thousand questions about this in the last 24 hours. Um, Politics in the workplace, politics at home, how have things changed in your mind and what should people know or understand or take into consideration when with, with politics? Oh, my goodness. And you're right. You know, at, I am asked all the time, especially in this contentious environment that we're in right now. And, you know, and I don't see that it's not going to I don't see it's subsiding anytime soon. Mm-hmm. But I think what's really significant and what's important to, to remember is politics in the office, it should not be. You know, we should not talk about politics in the office. If we know it's going to get people riled up, if, if it becomes a combative environment, it does not help our productivity to be angry and to be working and to be um, arguing back and forth with colleagues or even, even your boss. I mean, we can't, we cannot make anyone be quiet. Mm-hmm. But we can certainly, you know, you can always listen and learn. So I'm not saying that you should hide your head in the sand and never say anything about politics. But I think that we have to be very discretionary where we want to discuss it. And the office is not the place to view, I mean, to, to put out your views, your personal views. Nor is social media, unless you're part of the, you know, part of the team, meaning the political team, part of the media. I think if you put it out on Facebook, you are asking for trouble because there's going to be a lot of people who are going to hide, delete, or ignore. That's what I've coined. You know, hide you, delete you, or ignore you. And they should. If they disagree with you, instead of being offended or irritated by you, just, I say, for me personally, I I just get rid of it. I don't want to see it every day. It's not your job to change other people's minds, but it is your job to be respectful and responsible. Those are the two keys, respect Mm. and responsibility. And at home, you know, our spouse may disagree with us vehemently. So there has to be a point in time where you call a truce and you also recognize that this is one area where you don't disagree, but there's also many, many other areas where you do. And so you just, it's that compromise and it's that balance. This is when balance, this is when the balance idea really needs to come into play because there are other things to talk about. I don't agree with you on this, but we don't have to talk about this at the dinner table. And we certainly don't want our children watching us argue. You know, we can have point of views and then, but a point of view is different than someone who is a dictator, you know, and, and yeah. just deciding that this is it, this is my way or no way. Uh, when talking about the home in particular uh, and politics, and and I and I understand there are certain things like maybe you just don't get into it or whatnot. But what about if if it is uh, 
directly related to who you are. So I'm specifically thinking about like if you're the wife or the woman in the relationship and your husband hasn't dealt with, let's say, some of the sexism or they haven't had comments levied at them in the workplace like a lot of women have, for example. And so when, you know, there's politicians may pop off with a comment about how things are better and it like really gets at you because you just had a comment right. <laughs> thrown your way last week and you're like, oh, really? And yeah. so your husband uh, is like, oh, that's so ridiculous. Like when are women going to stop marching in the streets and just get back to work or whatever? And it like rocks you to your core because you're like, how can this be? Like you are such a good person. I love you so much. How yes. could you possibly side with this person? So do you think that those conversations should be kind of like – swept to the side or do you think you should find a time and place to get work through them and understand each other better? I absolutely think you need to work through them. I think sweeping something to the side when you're in a personal relationship, a close relationship is not the answer. But I think that you do it in a respectful way. And even by saying, you know, I know you have this point of view and here's why I feel differently. And I, I really need to be heard and I need for you to hear me, you know, even have that person, reframe it, say it again. And even if you don't agree, mm -hmm. you know, you, it's important to be heard and to be recognized. Yeah. I think that's the key. Uh, when someone sweeps it under the rug, and I'm talking about personal, you know, we don't, we really must not care about what the entire population says. Yeah, exactly. We can't control the world. Well, now, you know, there are some people that, that have to deal with it, you know, that, that have to control what's happening out there. But in most of us in our own little space, we need to be comfortable, we need to feel safe, and we need to be, we need to feel heard and understood. Mm -hmm. And I think that in this perfect world, which we do not live in, but we can strive within our own family to be to, to listen and to to try and understand and be heard. I think that's really significant because we have to be able to trust the people that we surround surround ourselves with, starting with our immediately our immediate family and friends. Yeah, I'm really glad that you brought up um, being able to disagree with somebody because I feel like a lot of times particularly more recently, that people have confused the difference between disagreement and the other person being right or wrong. And, right. exactly. and, and like, this is the, th like, I know there are a lot of people who have opposing political views to me. And, and I understand. And, and the thing about that uh, is, as long as we're able to talk about those differences, and they understand their point of view, they understand my point of view, and vice versa, we can walk away from the situation and say like, well, yeah, I, I get your point of view, but I disagree. You know, etiquette is all about respecting the other person and with respect comes trust. And whether you disagree with them, back to the politics or religion mm -hmm. even, or whether you, uh, you, anything that you do, there has to be a factor of trust involved mm -hmm. for someone to, to want to engage and believe in you and grow that relationship. So I really feel like when somebody knows you, they have to be able to trust you and people make judgments based on what they see and hear. And that becomes their version of the truth. Yeah. So it's, it's just so important to nurture that. You know, with relationships, but certainly within the, you know, our, our married life. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so before we wrap it up, I want to remind everybody that you can get, you can purchase pre-order, uh, depending on when you listen to this, Diane's new book, 
Modern Etiquette for a Better Life, Master All Social and Business Exchanges. You can get it on Amazon. You can find a link to it on her website, diangotsman.com. We will put it up in our bookstore at hitchmag.com. And uh, thank you so much for your time, Diane. Uh, I, I could talk to you forever. Oh, Steve, I feel the same way. I, we go so far back and I just, I'm so appreciative of your support and I love, always love talking to you. Likewise. So one last time, thank you so much. Uh, again, you can go to diangotsman.com and the new book is Modern Etiquette for a Better Life. So thank you one last time, Diane. Thank you. Okay. Take care, everybody. 